Welcome everyone to icgales.com. John Stanko being joined here by Paul Panic, head coach of the Iona baseball program, entering his third season. Coach, how you doing? Not bad, man. All things considered, you know, we're uh, we're rocking and rolling here. How how was your holiday season? How was the turn into 2021? It was different because there was so much gap time between the fall and the spring. I, I almost didn't know what to do with myself, right? We didn't we didn't see the kids for so long. I'm kind of just Doing the old, what do I do with my hands type of thing. Ricky Bobby Taldig and I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's dig into this. What has the past month been like? Because there's a, been a lot that's happening. There's been talks about getting the kids back on campus. There's been the release of the spring schedule in its new format. So what's this last month been like for you kind of as a whole? I think it's, it's been challenging, right? Because we're juggling so many different levels from scheduling to return to play protocols and getting our kids back and COVID tests and procedures and this and that. But I think it's been, um, it's been exciting because there's a light at the end of the tunnel almost, right? We, we haven't seen the kids in months. And, you know, so now I can finally see like, we're here, the guys are back on, you know, guys are back. Some, a lot of them are back already, you know, and uh, you know, Monday we'll, you know, we'll see them on Monday. What's the communication been like with you and the team? Obviously, not everyone is here on campus. Some people living off off campus. Some people are coming arriving shortly. So, what's your communication been like with the team as a whole? It's just trying to stay relevant on Zoom and um, Zoom stuff, emails, notes. You know, constantly. If I get something from the top, it goes right out. It's just you know finding a way to stay in touch with your guys. It, a lot of text and a lot of phone call. Like the guys have been really good to reach out to me and me and the staff even just to say, hi, what's going on? Miss you guys. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been pretty good. Well, obviously some things you guys are talking about has to be the release of the max schedule, which came out last week and it's format, a uh, unique format, four games against every max school, double headers for two games during a week. What are your thoughts kind of on the format just right off the bat? Uh, I like it uh, because normally we play an unbound schedule where we miss two teams and, you know, in a year like this where, you know, travel's tough and you know, some of the other things, and especially, you know, our tournament's going from six teams to four teams. So um, we as coaches felt that it would be more, that it would be more fair to, you know, play everybody, everybody, right? Because, you know, you know, we could miss hypothetically miss the two best teams or the two worst teams, right? And that kind of creates an unlevel playing field. Um, so we wanted to, you know, especially with, you know, losing a season last year, we kind of wanted to make sure that, um, you know, we got as many conference games as possible, right? Because obviously staying in the tri-state area, there's no, there's no quarantines. There's, you know, everybody's kind of, kind of the same across the board. Yeah. It's the benefit of bus travel, if you will. Don't need to fly to a bunch of different places. How important is pitching depth going to be this year? I think you look at it right away, you know, there's going to be four games in a single weekend. I think that's something that every school in the Mac is going to have to deal with. Yeah, and that's what we kind of so it's it's kind of funny. We we added a a, a good a good bunch of guys and to, to what we already had. And you know, the depth is going to be important, right? You're playing, you know, seven nine, seven nine, so off the top of my head was a 30, 32 innings. If my math is right. Like like that's a lot of innings to cover, right? So in a typical Mac weekend a nine seven nine, you know, you needed probably six guys, let's say, to to, you know, I don't want to say get by, but like six good quality arms to, to, to be competitive. Now you're going to probably need eight, nine of them, right? Like we're adding an extra seven in the game, you know, back-to-back -back days. It, it's, it's tough. It's tough on some relievers. Some, some guys can't go back-to-back -back days. So you're going to need a couple extra bullpen guys and extra starters. So, um, you know, 
I think we have the depth, uh, but I guess as time will tell. Well, as time will tell you, you have 14 new freshmen coming in. And that doesn't include a bunch of the transfers that came in as well. There's a lot of new puzzle pieces for you to play with and find that depth, not only on the mound, but also in the field. As you, you as a head coach, how exciting is this to play with all these new puzzle pieces and kind of see how they all fit in? It's exciting, right? Obviously, the NCAA doesn't have a roster limit this year and some of the other stuff. And, you know, some guys, you know, you know, some guys are going to flourish. Like it's, it's competition now, right? Like guys understand that. I, I feel like, I feel like we finally created a, you know, a two or three deep at every position type of type of scheme. And, you know, I, I feel that, that the best championship teams have that. Sim, not, not just not just necessarily on town alone, but on being able to push the next guy behind you and everybody, you know, you're trying to you're trying to climb that ladder and get to the top spot and you got somebody nipping at your heels and now you're nipping at somebody else's heels. And I, I think that that will bring the best out in not just the new guys, but the, you know, the, the returners and the upperclassmen. Right. You don't want um, complacency. Um, complacency kills, man. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're I don't think we're going to have that. Yeah, kind of everyone has to have that extra kind of fight in them because nothing's going to be given for granted this year. Everyone's got to fight for their spot. You mentioned the upperclassmen, some of the returners. Is there anyone in particular you're really thinking of, maybe a group of them who you're going to look to kind of lead the newcomers and also lead the team in this very unique type of season? You know, it's kind of interesting, right? Because we have a mix of transfer upperclassmen and straightaway upperclassmen, you know, and, and trying to mold that. Like, it's hard to pick out guys in particular Right. But but you look at the Sam Punzi's his fourth year here, like those type of guys. And then you then you look at like the Brendan Smith and Jake Libertor and Luca Latito, like those guys, like this is their second year, but they're upper leaders, good voice in the locker room. So it's like you so you kind of have to have a balance on, I guess, on both sides, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because different as much as you want to say everybody's harmonious, there's different groups, right? You have, you have some, some, some guys that are introverted. You got some, got some different, different types of guys and different guys grasp to different players. Not everybody grasps to the leader that's in your face. Not everybody grasps to the leader that, you know, is silent, follow me type of leader. Right. So it's good for us to have kind of a blend of upperclassmen leaders that, um, you know, can kind of pave the way and kind of show the guys, Hey, this is how to do it going this way. This is how to do it going this way. I guess this is more of an umbrella question. This is curiosity to me. You as a head coach need to find a way to reach all of your student athletes and everyone takes advice differently, whether they, like you said, introverted, extroverted, whether it be competitive fire, you lighten them or words of reinforcement saying, good job. How do you as a head coach balance that? And now, especially this year with an oversized (laughs) roster. I think it's, it starts with communication. I mean, you got to know who to, who to, who to point in the face and who to, who to kind of put the arm around. Um, and I think that's some of that, some of that's trial and error. Um, I think I, I know which guys, you know, especially the upper class, Hey, which button I have to push on which guy and, and which guy I can be a little bit harder on, um, you know, but, but again, with the freshmen having, having the shortfall and um, you know, the limited practice time, it's, um, you know, I'm still learning them too. So they're learning me. I'm learning them. Like we, you know, haven't really got heavy into the full team practice stuff. So how are they going to react to certain things? How, you know, how are they going to react to me getting on them? You know, how are they going to, re- how are they going to react to certain things? And I think it's just, for me, it's just trial and error. You know, you got to see how you got to see that, you know, if you, if you go this way to a guy and he kind of cowers in the corner, okay, well maybe that's not the right method. Or if you go, arm around and he does the same thing over and over well 
we got it. You got, you got to mm-hmm. switch, <laughs> you know, you try to, and then there's that medium balance where, you know, you can, you can be, get on them, but you still got to be soft with them. So as a, as a head coach, you set expectations for the team and for the players individually. You mentioned the shortfall and the unique winter that everyone had that, that we're going through now. How do you set the expectations for the individual players, knowing that the environment that they're training in is different from years past? How do you set those marks where you want everyone to progress equally, but maybe not everyone has the same resources to train at the same level? How is that for you as a head coach? Uh, it, it's tricky, right? It's, it's again, I go back to the, word, the communication word, you know, it's communicating who's where, you know, what, where are my pitchers? Where, where's every guy? Hey, are you behind? Are you ahead? Um, but, but yeah, we're, there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be competition. There's going to be guys that are going to be happy with their role. Some guys are going to be unhappy. And that's just kind of the nature of the beast in this game. Um, nine guys play at a time and you have four and you have 40 on our roster. Right. So, um, you know, it, you want everybody to compete, but I think, think that some guys are just going to have to understand, Hey, I might have to wait my turn here, you know, um, keep pushing. Like for me, the best nine play, but it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, whoever I feel my staff feels the best nine will be out there. Um, but it's not necessarily, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times kids, um, you know, run. If they don't like their situation, they kind of just they kind of just bolt and try to. You know, grass is greener over there. Um, but like, if you look at the Alabama quarterback situation, it was pretty well chronicled. Yeah. You know, going from back, you know, back up, back up, back up, winning national championships to now he sticks it out, and then he's got to fight off the incoming guy, the tra- you know, all these other guys to have his one shot. Heisman Trophy finalist, and there you go, right? So he persevered through it. So you know, some of our guys are just going to have to understand that you know it's not just going to not just going to come right away. The development will take more time. You know, usually freshmen you see great strides kind of in that October November range um, into the winter, and then when they come back, that's when they take their biggest stride. So obviously, in this time, you're a little concerned about hey, where where are they? Um, but you just got to trust the process that, that, that they're doing their work and, you know, you re- you recruited them here and you, and you trust them. So, um, you just got to kind of let it ride. Well, I think you're going to see kind of everyone's competitive fire jump out right away because you dive right into conference play. There's no non-conference tournaments. There's nothing like that. You open the season early March at home against St. Peter's. What's the message going to be to your team right away going, Hey, every single game counts. There's no warmups. It's literally, you got to play to win right away. And that's, and, and, and that's the beauty about the whole competition thing, right? There's no, we don't have midweek games or non-conference where we can mix guys in and, you know, that guys kind of go, it's, we're going to go with the best lineup. If, if our, if our best player isn't hitting for three, four games, he's probably coming out of the lineup, right? And vice versa. And we're going to sub somebody in. So there's a sense of urgency that every single game is going to, going to count, um, which obviously will play. You know, for me, I'm going to have to do some things differently and manage some guys and manage my bench a little bit differently. But no, it's full steam ahead. Every game counts. It's it's a race to 40 and, you know, finish in the top four and make make the playoffs. Well, Coach Panic, I think Gale Nation is excited to see it. I know your fans are excited to get you back on the diamond. So appreciate you taking the time to join me today and we'll see you come early March. Awesome, John. Thank you. Appreciate your time today.